Your dad's sitting on a recliner? Yeah, he, he started snoring, so. <laughs> I'm glad I got that. I just hit record. Cameron Rittenauer's dad snoring in a nearby recliner. You're listening to The Whole Spiel, a podcast from USA Curling that puts the spotlight on people who curl in the United States, people who are building the sport, and people who just flat out love it. I'm Dean Gemmel, and in this episode, I talked to two guys about the journey their team took to earn a spot in the 2021 Olympic Curling Trials. I am joined for this episode by two curlers who spent a week in May booking their spot in the 2021 Olympic Team Trials for Curling. From Team Brundage, Cameron Rittenauer and Evan Workin, welcome to the whole spiel. Hey, thanks for having, for having us. Yeah, glad you guys are here. So so here, here's why I invited you guys on, um, because your path to the trials, both a personal and team one, may not be the typical journey that people think about. So I, I want to start with you, Cam, because we've talked a little bit, um, I think, at Arena Nationals years ago about your journey in the sport. So, so tell me how and when you started curling and, uh, and what your initial goals were like and what you're thinking now. Absolutely. So I started a little over five and a half years ago and um, played down in Sioux Falls on arena ice for a few years and uh, really grew to love the sport. And myself, I just want to be the best I can in anything I do. And so I took the initiative to get better. And fortunately enough, I found some great teammates that taught me along the way and still teach me to this day um, and just aspired to make the Olympic trials. That was the goal. And a couple of the guys kind of chuckle a little bit once in a while, you know, early on in our career. And, uh, fortunately we, uh, were able to pull it off. So, so how old were you when you started curling? I was 30, 30. Damn. Now that's that. I mean, so full credit to you because I think it's actually a hard game to pick up then, but you're also an athlete, right? You're a college football kicker, soccer player. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Didn't you once boot a pretty long field goal in uh, in college football? Yeah, yeah, sixty-two yard field goal. For who? Where can I look that up? Uh, Minnesota State. Minnesota State. So I, I think maybe yeah. in Omaha, I'm going to bring some uprights into the arena, and we're going to have a we're going to have a kick a field goal kicking contest. And I'm not going to tell. Well, now people will know. I was going to put a big bet on you first, but anyways, I can't do that. How about you, Evan? Tell me about your journey in curling. How do you start? Um, how do you end up with uh, with these guys? Sure, like typical, you know, started when I was around twelve. After that first um, big shot of the Olympics, two thousand two, parents did it. Uh, I'm not a basketball player by any means. I learned that in an early age, so needed that winter sport, and uh, and uh, parents brought me out. And uh, after that first year, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But got some friends, took off. Um, you know, played through juniors, loved it. Um, got that junior nationals experience. I just wanted to make it back. But when you age out, you go from being a better player in juniors to being the worst in men's. Right. It's a tough transition and it took some years. And I, um, man, the year before team Brundage, we, you know, just had a tough year. Um, nothing was really working. And then uh, we just jumped on with Jed and, um, our teammate Jordan Brown at the time and moved to cities and played with him. And, and I was just like, let's, let's do it. And Cam was the same thing. He was coming up to Fargo, uh, for some classes and ran into us. And he was like, I want to play with you. And 
I was like, well, you know, sure. What, what the heck? Let's, let's give this a go. And then, you know, try this guy who's just started curling at 30. Let's give him a go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, you know, expectations. It's like, well, last year, you know, bottom of the barrel, what, what's another one like that. And then of course, you ever say to him, Hey, you suck less than I thought you would. <laughs> the first year was um, the first year was the trying process. That was for sure. But the thing, Cam had a great attitude. Was really receptive to all of us and what we had to say, and kept everything light and positive all the time. And sometimes, if you don't have the best best girls on your team, but you have the right fit and personality types, um, man, everybody else can flourish around you. So it was it all worked out. Yeah. So so are you from Fargo originally? Is that where you learned to play? Yep. yep. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, so when you were a kid, you, you weren't that crazy about it. I'm just talking, doing a little junior curling research here. But then you had a few friends who started playing, and that kept you in it? Yeah, yeah, like anything, you know, you do uh, play with your friends, and you seem to love it. And, you know, we, we were doing pretty good. We were all pretty good athletes, so um, just naturally picked it up um, pretty quickly. So. And, and what other sports did you play growing up? You weren't a basketball uh, player, but you weren't a college football not at kicker. All. And you weren't uh, a college football, football kicker. Yeah, football and baseball were, uh, were my thing. Love baseball. Still do a lot of softball. It's amateur baseball now. Got it. Tell me a little bit about your your guy, and I'll throw this out to both of you. But your experiences at U.S. Nationals. I'm I'm a big believer that you got to make a few trips to that, um, and then it gets pretty comfortable after a while. And it, but the first time it isn't. Um, and you know, in my experience, it just got more comfortable as they played and then eventually was also playing with better players. <laughs> so that helped. But uh, I'm, a, I'm like Cam. I'm a big believer in being a team architect. That was my strategy. How can I get on the best team I can be on? But tell me, like, because some years you guys went and, and you were like one and eight, and some years you guys were in the mix. So uh, how did you handle all that, Cam or Evan? Yeah, so, yeah, our first year at Nationals was my second year curling, and we ended up making the tiebreakers, yeah. um, which was – not because of me. Uh, maybe it was my personality more. So me, I think I threw a crisp 56% that week. Um, so, uh, but the rest of the season was kind of the same thing with that because the guys really had to step up and they had to make tough shots over and over again. And they were doing that. So I think Evan made, I don't know, 19 out of 20 runbacks just to, to keep us in it. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a great time. Um, and then, you know, last year, uh, getting second at nationals, I think things are starting to click and just, uh, a recap for that. Yeah. We went one and eight the year before that. So that was a tough year, you know, Jed hurt his shoulder. So we actually played three handed three games and the other games Jed was in pain the whole time. So uh, right. that didn't help. And then, you know, Nick wasn't feeling good all week and here to find out that two weeks later he was diagnosed with cancer. So um, we, we definitely had a, a crutch, that's for sure. You had a few things working against you there. And, and quickly, we'll touch on Nick Wagner. He was your alternate in Wisconsin, but he spent the past year or so battling lymphoma and beating it. But um, so, so uh, but Lance Wheeler out of Denver joined the team when I, I guess Nick couldn't play, right? He was recovering. Um, how much had you guys played with Lance before you played in Wausau? Yeah. Um... So we, had, we were, yeah, we were starting to prep early on in the beginning of the year with Wheeler. And then, uh, we, we, um, you know, did some stuff in August and when they ended up canceling everything, it happens, but, right. uh, you know, we tried doing any local spiels couple. So I think we only really played like two events, um, with Lance, but we worked in a lot of, um, a lot of practice weekends. We went out to Denver, uh, just pounded out those team shots over and over. Lance's personality was a great fit for the team, um, and just fit in really well. So it just, it all clicked. 
He's another guy who's an athlete, right? He started the game late. Uh, I think Lance started playing in his early 30s as well, didn't he? Or late 20s? Uh, yeah, him and I found out we started the same year. All right. Yeah. I saw Lance yeah. and Wassa, and I said, I remember playing against you when you sucked, but you're really good now. You really <laughs> improved quite a bit because I did. Um, but, yeah, I was impressed by how far he's come as well. Um, you know, real uh, shout-out to you guys, too. Or can, you know, it was a really nice gesture, I thought, or a good move when you put Nick Wagner in in your last game. Um, is he going to be your fifth in, uh, at the trials? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick's a great team fit. He really filled in as a, a coaching role throughout that whole week. Um, Nick's a very intellectual guy and he notices a lot of things and he always, you know, was great about starting the conversation with us and he's still, you know, a heck of a player as well. So, right. um, if he ever has to fill in for any reason at all, um, you know, we know he's gonna be ready to go and perform well. Keep the heat on Cameron so he doesn't throw that crisp 56 again, right? So, you know. Yep. I don't think I ever threw it again, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it well, takes talent to here, throw that. Here's that my score. take on lead percentages, though. The, the top lead in an event is usually on the worst team, you know, because uh, w- when you play lead, if your team's getting drubbed every game, you throw a million corner guards. So I think really the only scores that matter if you're on a bad team are the first couple ends. After that, it's. I'd come off the ice and it'd be like, oh, you bowled a 92. I'd be like, yeah, we got crushed. So, you know, um, uh, let's, you guys ranked uh, number 68 in the world. I know what that's like. Uh, one time we were ranked 96 in the world with Keith McCormick and we played, beat Kevin Cooey, who was number three. So that I know what it's like to be ranked low. Um, but let's be honest, you weren't one of the pre-event favorites in Wassa. I mean, it wasn't like if you were a betting person, you weren't putting money on you. Did that help you guys? Did you, did it help you play with a bit of a chip on your shoulder? Actually, not really. I think we focused on our game and, you know, where we're ranked, we're ranked. And I know that we were going to be seated low just because of the year before and our difficulties, uh, at nationals in Spokane. But, um, we just kind of put our head down and played our game and we shot a great week. And, and what are you thinking, Evan? What are you thinking about how you guys prepare next year? It's tricky because uh, schedules are still a little sketchy, but uh, and hopefully we don't have any sort of, uh, you know, COVID blowback here coming up. But what are you guys thinking for a schedule next fall to get ready for the trials? Yeah, we got our calendar. Uh, we're getting to start to get some things finalized. We just found out yesterday they're going to open up the border. Um, so Canada is pretty, pretty close for us now. And, and some place, you know, like Winnipeg is, always has a ton of events. Um, they're hosting. So there's a couple of close. So we're going to try and get in early in, in the year. And then we got a bunch of practice weekends. I know flights to Denver have been cheap. They got that year round ice. So it's been great to go out there. Practice with Lance. Um, they got some great ice uh, at the Denver curling club. So um, a lot of practice weekends and then any event and any and all events that are, that are going to be open to us for, we're definitely looking at. You know, Denver curling club is Quentin Ways, the ice, ice tech, right? So he preps it pretty nice for you. I'm going to guess. Oh, absolutely. We're always happy when, when Quentin's prepping ice for us. And then, um, yeah, I mean, there are some events, I guess, relatively close to you guys uh, from, you know, I, I know Jason Gunlickson runs an early event in Manitoba, so um, hopefully you can get some of those. Uh, yeah, they did just open the border. I, I just made my summer vacation plans, although they're still not letting Canadians back here, so who knows, who knows what's going to happen. They're not letting Canadians in here for some reason. Um, hey, you guys are also entered in something called the Curve U.S. Open of Curling. It's an apparel company, Curve Curling Apparel, that you guys have together. Um, but uh, first, uh, why do you guys think it's a good idea to have an event where you have to try and win back your own money? <laughs> 
Um, you're sponsoring an event. You're going to go in. You got to win. Right. Really, you're already in the hole badly. Right. I, I think the biggest thing for us was um, the difficulties we had moving forward to get points. So we're not ranked that 68th or the 180th right. or whatever. So something we're really working on with John Benton and Jerry Gertz is to kind of branch out from that one U.S. Open that he had and the contender round. Um, we're trying to look and doing like a tier two type event to where we've got three or four spiels for tier two teams that can, you know, benefit up and coming competitive teams to help get them to that next level and be able to be competitive. Um, so that was the biggest thing for us. So now we've branched out. There's a mix, a juniors, uh, a contender round for both men and women's. And then the, of course the U S championships, uh, men and women's and, you know, with COVID kind of being on limbo, we, we looked at doing the three or four contender events this year, but right now, uh, we're not hundred percent sure what we're going to do with that yet. We might still come out with a couple events, you know, later on after the trials or something, but as of right now with scheduling conflicts, uh, we're just focused on those four events. And for people who may not follow higher level curling as much, the, when you talk tier two, you're really talking about those teams that are just sort of one notch below uh, getting into bigger events, correct? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So um, on that note, uh, one of the things I want to talk about, what, what Evan, or we'll start with you, what do you think, Evan, we could do to, to grow the game here in the United States? That's part of my task at USA Curling, so I'm always looking for ideas. Where do you see opportunities Sure. So um, I've seen what they're doing with the junior, the junior stuff. Um, I've always been a huge advocate for, for junior curling and, and seeing them expand some of the junior stuff back to like those 10, 12 teams. I think it's a great idea. They got the camps going on right now uh, in Chaska and Blaine. Um, so I think getting that, getting that juniors built up to keep going also with like these tier two events is great because it's hard to show up and, you know, say like Eblis or wherever, where you're, you know, you're going to face those John Schuster's and those top teams coming in it's a hard it's a hard thing to swallow going in knowing kind of how it's it's probably going to go it's hard to cut your teeth so how do you how do you make that leap um and just there's no lack of curlers in the u.s it's just how do we how do we kind of tear through that stuff and get there so i think that tier two stuff um that's starting to show up more and more now i think it's gonna be a great idea and you can see in canada they're trying to do similar stuff how about you cam i mean what what kept you cameron Apart from maybe where you, you didn't grow up near a curling club, but what kept you from from curling when you were before you were thirty? Well, um, yeah, I guess the short stick of it is uh, I snowmobile raced for twelve years, and then uh, I quit doing that, and I had this big void in the winter, and that's what made me start curling. So I didn't have time for both snowmobiling and curling, and I knew a little bit about it. Uh, uh, Tucker Smith was my next door roommate. In, at NDSU and he tried to talk me into going to curling quite a bit, but I never did. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the biggest one. I had other commitments with, uh, other winter hobbies. <laughs> Tucker Smith from Bismarck, North Dakota. So, um, yeah. Uh, so you went from the, uh, the world of snowmobile racing to the fast paced world of curling. Is that right? Did, uh, what, that's right. <laughs> what do your snowmobile racing buddies think of that move? Um, well, they can't go to the Olympic Games, they, though. Did you tell them that? Yeah, they that's absolutely the correct. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I, you know, they laugh at me and everything, but I'll tell you what, uh, outside of my first year curling, I think curling was uh, a lot safer sport. I, I definitely had my fill of falls. Evan can contest to that, uh, curling starting out at that level, but uh, yeah, it was definitely a safer hobby and a lifelong hobby that I could fulfill something with. 
Awesome. All right, last question for both of you. Uh, name your favorite place to curl. Start with you, Evan. Oh, man. Like, we're talking, like, tour events or just straight up just curling? Favorite club, event, anything. Man, about, I'll go to Cameron because I prepped him for it. He might have an answer. Go to Cameron quick here. Cameron, what do you think? Yeah, so honestly, it, Sioux Falls. You know, it's arena ice. It's where I started. That's where I have, you know, that core group of friends that I've always uh, I started curling with. And, um, you know, they were really supportive going through everything. Um, I was on the board there for a little while and just a great group of people. And, uh, you know, I always I always enjoy going down there and curling. That's great to hear. I've gotten to know a little bit. Uh, Jake, Jake McKenzie and Dustin Hanson, they have ambition for to continue to grow curling there. So that's, it's great to hear and want to support those guys. How about you, Evan? What do you think now with some thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm going to go Grafton, North Dakota. Uh, it's from my wife's home club Grafton. there. A lot of great memories up there. I love it. Such welcoming people. Oma Ben Tucker. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, ben, Ben's one of my one of my close friends. I just saw Ben uh, last weekend, I guess, or two weekends ago in Manhattan. He comes to Manhattan. The potato farmer from North Dakota takes on Manhattan, so we usually get together with him there. And Grafton, I believe it or not, I, I played mixed one year. That was all I needed, one year of mixed. But I played mixed one year, and we the mixed nationals were in Grafton. And I think that's when they still allowed smoking in the club upstairs, so... Gosh knows what I what my lungs look like after that week, but I think maybe not now. They also have that great uh, counter, food counter. One time we were playing at noon. I thought, oh, we got a nice crowd here, and I realized it was a lunch special. No one was there to watch the curling. Yeah, oh, I love it. Still there, love it. Yeah, and then you got the extra in bar around the corner. Is that still going? Absolutely. Always got to go uh, go there and see uh, John Austin, and you know, pat you on the back, give you a beer, tell you he always stops in, give you a check out an end or two of the game, and. You know, I get to get to shoot the breeze with him for a little bit. All right. Well, that's a great experience. It's a good call, Graft, North Dakota. Hey, I want to thank both you guys uh, for being on. Uh, good luck this uh, fall and, and at the trials. And uh, we'll get those uprights set up for Cameron at the Olympic trials in Omaha. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, it. guys. Take care. That was Cameron Rittenauer and Evan Workin on the whole spiel. You can find out more about both of them and the rest of Team Brundage on at TB Curling on Twitter. I'm Dean Gemmel, Director of Curling Development at USA Curling, and I hope you'll reach out to me with suggestions for future episodes or to share ideas that can help grow our game. Email me at dean.gemmel, G-E-M-M-E-L-L, at usacurling.org. And remember to visit the USA Curling website to find news, get results, watch web streams, or check out some of the latest USA Curling merchandise and apparel. Be a member, be a supporter, be a fan, but stay involved in the sport you love.